Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. Amen. Are we ready to listen to God's word? Looks like only some of us are ready. <laughs> do you want to do some exercise like last week? <laughs> okay, some of you are saying no. <laughs> right. Okay, um, we are coming to a close, uh, you know, in regard to the series that we've been looking at over the last three weeks, okay? And uh, any one of you remember, you know, the name or the title of the series that we've been looking at over the last three weeks? It's up there, right? Yeah. Disappointment in God. All right. Over the last three weeks, you know, we've been looking at this one subject, okay, about disappointment in God. And today, you know, I want to close this series, all right, by looking at, you know, one more person, one of the privileges, I would say a privilege, okay, about looking at over these last three weeks about this series is that we've been able to, you know, showcase or we've been able to look into a window or a chapter of a, you know, a person's life. All right. Over the last three weeks, we looked at three very distinct individuals, you know, from scripture. First week, anyone remembers who was the first person that we looked at? This is what I said last week. You know, you got to take down notes. All right. You got to write down, you know, what God has been speaking to you. I promise you, you will just forget it. Last week, we looked at this. The devil will just snatch away the word. You will listen to it. You will go back and you'll completely forget all about it. I, I'm telling you, listen, I want to encourage every one of you. Listen, write down what God is speaking to you. Okay. Week one, we looked at the life of John the Baptist. All right. We looked at, you know, how John the Baptist was disappointed in God. Why? Because he was doing a lot of things for God. He was preaching the baptism of repentance. He was moving, you know, in such a powerful measure. God was using him tremendously, you know, to prepare the way. You know, he said himself, I've come to prepare the way of the Lord. And John the Baptist found himself in a prison where he never expected to find himself. And Jesus even though he was moving freely at that time, Jesus did not release him or help him to come out of that prison. I believe John the Baptist was disappointed in the Lord. Week two, we looked at the life of Elijah. Elijah the prophet, you know, who moved powerfully, you know, the things of God. God used him powerfully to bring down fire from heaven. He did all of those things. But the problem with Elijah was that he was disappointed in God that despite doing such great things and God using him in such a powerful measure, he did not see the results that he was looking for. The nation of Israel was his prayer, was his hope that, you know, they would turn back to God, but they still did not turn back to God. Elijah was disappointed in God. And last week we looked at the life of, at least last week, come on. Habakkuk, yeah, thank you very much. You know, we looked at the life of Habakkuk. Okay, if you have not, if you... You, some of you might be thinking, who is Habakkuk? That's exactly the same question I asked, you know, the first time I listened to about this man, okay? And I want to ask you, listen, go back, okay, all of the messages are there on audio podcast. Go back, listen to it, okay? And allow the Holy Spirit of God to speak to your heart, all right? Habakkuk was a man, you know, who, who came in the presence of God. Why? Because he was disappointed. What was his disappointment? His disappointment was simply this. His disappointment was the fact that, listen... I've been waiting on God to do something in my life. He was waiting on God, you know, he was from Judah. Judah was, you know, in captivity and there was a lot of violence that was happening. There was a lot of corruption and sin that was happening in that land. He was waiting on God to do something on behalf of that land. 
but god seemed to delay and finally when god did something it was not in line of expectation that he had three weeks you know we looked at the life of three distinct individuals how they experienced disappointment in god and what they were able to do in that situation all right like i said everything is there upon audio go back listen to it okay allow the holy spirit of god to look at that okay i want us to look at you know a statement which we've been looking at over the last couple of weeks okay about disappointment here's a statement that i made disappointment is the gap between your expectation and reality disappointment is that gap maybe you're expecting god to do something in your life maybe you're expecting you know things should go out this way maybe you know you wrote an exam and maybe you're expecting a result but the result doesn't come the way that you expect somehow you know that the expectation that you had about something that how it should come out and the reality how it imposed on you or how it faced you was two completely different things your expectation and your reality how it came about was two separate things and you know disappointment is that gap that exists between that you get disappointed many times when god does not do things the way that you expect him to and that is you know the statement that we have been literally based this entire series of okay and um, you know again one of the interesting things you know how i titled each of these messages because this is a question or this is a thing that i believe you know if you were to you know take that disappointment of each of these individuals this was exactly the question or this was exactly what they i believe they were telling god all right john the baptist asked god one question why god why am i here why are you not doing anything about the situation that i am in john the baptist you know did not get his question answered he did but not in the way that he expected it to elijah i believe you know in one sentence okay we we picked it off you know exactly from what he said what did elijah say elijah said enough is enough he was ready to quit why because he was disappointed in god he believed that man so many things we have done and still you know the children of israel are not coming back enough i quit you know my my hands are up in the air i don't know what more to do he he said god enough is enough all right that was what elijah said and you know last week we looked at the life of habakkuk you know the question i believe habakkuk was asking god when god when how long should i wait you know when are you going to do something about the situation when are you going to move in answer to the prayer that we have been making okay and today you know we get the privilege of looking at one more man of god and with that you know we'll close off this entire series okay and uh, i've titled today's message as how god okay how you know how is uh, is a tone of frustration all right because that's what i believe this man of god was asking god of how is it possible god that you could do this he he exclaims that in frustration he exclaims that in a place where he says that you know he he can't, he can't believe that god is actually doing something like this okay the life of the person let me let me cut out you know all the suspense okay the life of the person that we're going to look at today is a person that's probably very familiar to most of you all if you have grown up in church you have heard a story you know recounted to you so many 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 times the life of the person that we're going to look at today is the life of jonah you heard of jonah what's he famous for ah the fish <laughs> all right so you you know what's what's the life of jonah all right jonah and the fish story was you know one of our all time favorite sunday school stories is that not true I mean if you have grown up in church if you have been this is a story that ah, Jonah fish Jonah was in the belly of the fish Jonah was in the tummy of the fish you know and the we will get into the little detail about that later okay but why i like Jonah so much is because i remember the first time you know back in Mangalore when our pastor asked me to preach for the first time in the Sunday church i picked you know his story because his was the easiest story that i knew i picked out his story and his story was the first message that i preached 
All right. That's why Jonah is also very, very close to my heart. Just like I said last week, Habakkuk was very, very close to my heart. All right. So Jonah is this man. I believe he was asking the question, how? All right. And I don't know if you ever looked at the life of Jonah this way because you were so familiar with the fish story. All right. And we think that man, Jonah, isn't that like a Sunday school story? I mean, I don't know if there's any life lesson that, you know, we as adults, we have to take back. And I promise you today, you know, I want to show you a window of Jonah's life. which i believe is so crucial for our lives even today all right so i want to what i want to do is i want to pick up you know one uh, passage of scripture and then we'll take off from there all right jonah chapter 4 was 1 to 4 here's what it says all right but it displeased jonah exceedingly displeased okay in line with our series let me just put it this way it disappointed jonah exceedingly and he became angry so he prayed to the lord and he said ah lord Was this not what I said when I was still in my country? Therefore I fled previously to Tarshish, for I know that you are a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness, one who relents from doing harm. Therefore now Lord, does this sentence sound familiar? Week 2 Elijah said the same thing, all right? Therefore now Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. Verse 4. Then the Lord said, Is it right for you to be angry? Um how many of you are into watching movies? Movie movie buff anybody? No? Okay, some of you are. Okay, we have a guy who's you know who's taught movies here. Right? <laughs> okay. So he has to study movies, you know, that's a part of his his curriculum. I mean, amazing. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> that works okay but but if you have watched movies okay here's here's a thing that i mean if you're into watching movies or if you watch any movie at any time you know this to be true when you watch a movie some of the movie the storyline that comes out is so predictable is that not true it's so predictable i mean you know it's like okay this is happening this is happening and you kind of know what's going to happen at the end of that movie now i'm not saying those movies are bad those movies might be really good but it's just that the storyline is so predictable you know exactly what's going to happen towards the end of the movie there's no surprise twist there's no turns there's no nothing like that it's just a straight off storyline which you know this is what how it's going to end there are certain movies however when you watch them and you have an basic idea that this is what the story is unfolding as it you know the scenes go by as the story unfolds you have an idea a fair idea that okay this is what is happening and then suddenly maybe somewhere towards the end of that movie what happens There is a new revelation that comes in that suddenly man you want to look back at the beginning of the movie that you just watched and you're trying to recollect those scenes in light of this new revelation that has come in and you're trying to figure out okay that is why that happened okay this is why this and lot of things which never made sense or you never thought about in that perspective suddenly shines out to you You know if, you, if I, I don't know if you have remember this uh, this I mean this is a movie that came out many many years back okay I don't know if some of you are really born even then okay it's the movie that's called Sixth Sense anybody heard of this movie Sixth Sense yeah i think it's a part of his curriculum okay six sense okay i don't want to spoil it for you okay six sense is a movie okay it's an amazing watch okay i think it won an award if i'm not mistaken okay but the movie was going fairly fine and towards the end there was a new revelation that came out and then suddenly you know you want to go back to the beginning of the movie and be like okay okay now it makes sense now everything about that movie makes sense suddenly when you look at the life story of jonah jonah's story is something similar to that You know you I mean interesting thing again about the book of Jonah he's a minor prophet only four chapters all right amazing book to read you can finish it off like within i don't know one hour max okay if you like really in depth reading okay 
four chapters and you would wonder you know from chapter 1 to chapter 3 it's a great story all right and you would think that man amazing thing okay uh, by chapter 3 you would think that man the story should have ended there but the problem with the story of jonah that it did not end at chapter 3 it ends in chapter 4 now let me give you you know a bit of context you know for what happens in jonah's life okay jonah like i said he's a minor prophet okay again the reason why he's a minor prophet is not because he was a chota chota prophet all right he is not a chota prophet he is very much this the only reason they call him a minor prophet again the book is small there's only four chapters just like habakkuk but he was a god he was a man that god had used amazingly all right jonah chapter 1 when you go through jonah chapter 1 jonah was a man whom god had called god called him and told him to go to anybody Nineveh he told him to go to Nineveh you need to go to Nineveh and you need to go and tell the people you need to preach to the people that man what you guys are doing is wrong what you guys are you're living in sin you shouldn't be doing all of things and you need to turn back and repent before God that's chapter 1 but Jonah you know what's surprising about Jonah is instead of heeding the call you know when you read through most of the prophets when God tells the prophet to do something what does the prophet do immediately you know he packs his bags and he goes and does what God tells him to do but Jonah on the other hand instead of going to Nineveh he runs off completely in the opposite direction all right he runs off to a place that is called as Tarshish all right and then we we will i don't want to get too much you know into detail about that but he goes off into Tarshish he gets into a ship okay scripture records that you know he goes to the bottom rung of that ship and he's on that basement of that ship over there and he's there and then suddenly scripture says this that god causes a heavy storm to come into that ship there's a lot of wind there's a lot of you know waves are going beating up against the dock there's a lot of you know um, unrest that is happening on that ship and the people the captain of the ship and all the people in that ship get terrified and you know the captain declares that you know man guys i want you to pray to all of your gods so there were different people who believed in different gods everyone you know was asked to pray to their god that you know that this this storm might come to a halt this this thing will not no longer you know be a problem that they would be able to sail on safe waters you know going ahead but jonah already tells them listen guys the problem is not the storm the problem is not the fact that you're not praying to your god you know what jonah tells them jonah tells them the problem is me he outrightly declares that you know the problem is me and here's what he does he says you know i, I i'm telling you guys if you were to take me and throw me overboard you storm will end I don't know if you ever been in that place where you knew the problem was you and okay Jonah knew the problem was me all right and he tells the people listen throw but the you know the people were good okay they're like no no we can't just throw you off the ship like that so they keep quiet you know they they they're not saying much okay and and, and what happens is you know the, they again continue to do whatever they knew how to do but the storm is just not going off finally you know they said like you know what Jonah is it okay if we throw you off the ship is that fine like i told you in the first place to do that and they take jonah and they throw him overboard all right and here's the beautiful part of the scripture as soon as he hits the water guess what happens the storm comes to an end so people are like okay you know and and the people actually believe that you know the god that jonah worshiped was a true god why because of what happened in jonah's life okay again scripture goes forward and this is the famous part which we all know he's in the water what happens in the water God sends a big fish to swallow him. All right? God sends a big fish swallows him and what happens? He is there in the belly of the fish. He doesn't die. You know surprising. I mean, you know the fish eats him alive and he doesn't die. He's in the belly of the fish for how many days and how many nights? 
three whole days and three whole nights he is in the belly of the fish and it was there for the first time that you see Jonah finally cries out to God he cries out to God and he says God do something about this you know I don't want to be here and I mean I mean it's a great prayer okay chapter 3 encompasses most of you know the prayer that he makes before God inside the belly of the fish and on the third day he causes the fish to fish to vomit all right and he vomits Jonah onto dry ground all right i i'm sorry i know it's sunday morning i shouldn't use all these you know things vomit and stuff like that okay but that's what you know scripture says all right and and he he vomits him onto dry ground and now this time what jonah does okay the next verse you know chapter 3 it's amazing you know to read that scripture because man for me you know it was it was a turn around for me Jonah chapter 3 verse 1 here's the scripture says you know as soon as he gets out of the boat he gets out of the fish his mouth okay Jonah chapter 3 verse 1 now the word of the lord came to Jonah the second time for me that's my life verse why do i say that's my life verse man i want you to think about this for a moment isn't it amazing to think that man you could have messed up so badly you could have failed miserably you could have done all the possible wrong things that you could have ever done and yet God was willing to forgive you and give you a second chance. I mean I I I've shared this you know my testimony I mean I had an amazing past before I became a believer. Amazing means amazing okay if Paul said I was a chief of sinners I would like to second to that at least. Okay lived an amazing sinful life and I sinned really well I'm just saying that up front okay but God did something and he decided to give me a second chance and I'm telling you church man there could be no more powerful was there was few verses in the bible which is I hold very closely to my heart and this is one of them the word of the lord came to Jonah a second time and at this time what does Jonah do Jonah takes up the verse he takes up the call he finally goes back to Nineveh Okay. Now, you know what's interesting when he goes back to Nineveh, all right? He didn't have to prepare a long message, you know, or a long sermon. It was not a 45 minute or you know, 15 minute message. It was just five words. Okay? And here's what here's what Jonah preached. I mean, this is amazing. Okay. Jonah chapter 3 verse 4. And Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk. Then he cried out and he said, "Yet 40 days and Nineveh will be overthrown." I want you to picture this, okay? Jonah's walking back into Nineveh. All right? And you know what he's saying? You you'll die. 40 days. You to surely you'll die. No chance. 40 days, 40 days. Finish. This is all getting over. 40 days you will not survive beyond 40 days. You know what's interesting about Jonah's message? Nowhere does he mention God. Nowhere does he say that you know what's going to happen. He doesn't say anything. He only he does is he proclaims judgment on the people and he says that within 40 days you're dead. You're finished. All right? And you know what's interesting? He doesn't even go to the king of the land. Most of the prophets, you know what they do? I mean, if you remember Elijah's story, Elijah when he came in, you know, he didn't go to the people. He went straight off to the king. Jonah doesn't do that. Jonah just walks into the city. You will die. You will die. 40 days, that's it. You know, he goes on proclaiming judgment and what's interesting is, you know, the word that he was speaking there finally reaches the king's ears. It reaches the king's ears. Okay? And I'm imagining, you know, the conversation between the king and, you know, the person who brought the word. Okay? I'm imagining the conversation went like this. Okay? So, here's so this this guy you know he's been telling that we'll all die in 40 days okay and and i'm assuming the king would have asked him is he a prophet ah he didn't say he's a prophet or not i'm not sure if he's a prophet he didn't say he's just saying that you know we'll die we'll die we'll die that's the only message that he keeps preaching okay and then the king i'm assuming okay 
what does he look like okay and and maybe the he looks like he's you know he he smells of fish to be honest you know he just he just smells of fish i mean i don't know why he smells of fish okay maybe he's not taken a bath or maybe he's a fisherman i don't know what he smells of fish something about you know the word that the king listened struck the king something about it and the king decided to take action you know what the king does the king says you know what i think this sounds serious i think you know what we need to declare a fast so you know we're going to go for a fast okay i want everybody in fact you know what you said this guy stings of fish maybe he, you know maybe he's also from the animals okay we we're going to declare a fast even for the animals so no food and no water for not just the people even the animals and i think that's not so not enough you know what let's everyone let's all put on sackcloth sacks you know the 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 gunny bags you see that i mean assuming something like i want you to picture that in your mind okay wait wait not just the people but yeah even even all the animals okay the cows and the cats and the dogs i don't know i mean you know everything okay you're looking at me like really pastor i don't remember it this is why you should read your scripture okay let me let me just show that to you okay jonah chapter 3 verse 6 to 8 verse 6 the then the word came to the king of nineveh look at this it's not jonah who brought the word he just got to hear about it and he arose from his throne he laid aside his robe covered himself with sackcloth and satin ashes verse 7 and he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout nineveh by the decree of the king and his noble saying let neither man nor beast you saw that let neither man nor beast herd nor flock taste anything do not let them eat or drink water so it was not just the people in that land but even the animals and even every beast of that land were supposed to be on a fast they were not given anything to eat or to drink verse 8 but let man and beast check it out be covered with sackcloth and look at the last part cry mightily to god he's saying listen i want everybody in this land to cry out before god and you know what goes on it's a beautiful ending at least you know we think it is every person in nineveh they cried out before god and what does god do god decides to forgive the people of nineveh of their sin and that story should have ended there if you were to watch a movie if you were to watch you know i don't know a sitcom that has a good ending you know i believe you know at the end of chapter 3 when god forgives them and you know every person is saved I believe you know that's the place where the you know the the drum roll should have happened that's where you know the credit scene should have come in you know you know all the credit scenes that comes up you know towards the end of any movie or anything that's where it should have come in but that's the thing you know there's a chapter 4 that comes in and chapter 4 was one is what we read earlier what is chapter 4 was one says but this it displeased it disappointed jonah so exceedingly that he became angry You know I'm thinking about Jonah I mean Jonah here was a man who heard you know what God wanted him to do Jonah was a man who was supposed to go into a place into a nation that was filled with sin and that was you know filled with violence and he was supposed to preach the gospel of repentance and he was supposed to see you know if the people were going to turn to the Lord or not small message and the entire nation came to the Lord don't you think he should have been excited I mean I'm thinking you know I've, I've I've mentioned this before right you know God called us as a family to come to Manipal okay and you know it's our prayer it's our hope that man the entire Manipal would turn to the Lord I know I would be excited I would be happy like wow God I mean you know you've caused the entire Manipal to turn to the Lord it would be amazing to see I mean this is what you know many Christians they call it spiritual revival I don't know if you've heard of that 
okay this is spiritual revival at its best this is breakthrough to its best and here's what's happening people have been trying crying out to the lord people have been turning to the lord man jonah should have been exceedingly happy but scripture records that he was exceedingly disappointed and angry he was displeased why was jonah angry why was jonah displeased why was jonah disappointed in god i want us to you know hear a little bit about nineveh okay um nineveh was occupied okay the ninevites okay if you want to look at it they were you know what is the people that was called as assyrians at that point of time the assyrians okay were supposed to be the largest empire during jonah's time they were the largest empire you know and one of the things that stood out about the assyrian empire was the fact you know about their military strategy even to this day people say that people are studying you know the strategies that the assyrians used you know when they would go into a land and take that land captive they were a pagan nation they did not believe in god and they had you know they were known for their violence and atrocious acts okay now i don't want to be too graphic this morning but i want you to hear you know a little few things you know what they would do especially when they came into israel and they took off you know they started taking in fact you know i don't know if you've heard this okay uh, ancient nineveh was a part of modern day iraq all right in fact the, what many people say is that there were a lot of remains of the original nineveh even to this day isis came in and destroyed most of the remaining remains that was there all right so nineveh is real i mean all the scripture is real okay it was there but all of those remains are completely destroyed here's what happened every time i mean historians say that you know assyrians had taken 10 out of the 12 tribes of israel they had captured them every time assyrians you know they would walk into a jewish land you know what they would do they would take a jew all right they would pierce his body on a stick and they would impale that stick on the ground for public display with the body that is hanging in the air and why why would they do this they would do this simply because anybody who would walk into that land or anybody in the land would think of revolt or anything like that they would see this and this should petrify them or it should terrorize them in such an extent that they would not even think of anything in terms of rebellion or revolt they wanted to scare off the public and this is one of the things that they did okay i'll just say one more and then <laughs> won't say anything more all right here's another thing that every time they captured a jewish land you know what they would do they would capture the king or the leaders of that land they would tie their hands and they would tie their legs and you know what they would do to them they would skin them alive i want you to imagine this and they would not allow them to die they would keep them in that condition as long as they wanted those leaders to live these are just you know few things of the atrocity that they were doing in that land during the day now i want you to think about jonah do you think now you can understand maybe to a certain extent why jonah did not want to go back to nineveh jonah was an israelite these were his people that you know those all of these atrocious acts were being done to i don't know i mean it doesn't record if jonah lost anybody you know during that time but i'm sure jonah was in a lot of pain and a lot of hurt by seeing many of these atrocious things that you know the ninevites were doing to his people and maybe at some point there was something that was harboring inside of his heart that hey these people they don't deserve any forgiveness they don't deserve any mercy 
they don't deserve listen to this the goodness of god in any way jonah not only gets angry but he says you know jonah chapter 4 verse 2 we read this in the beginning he prayed and told the lord after you know god forgive nineveh ah lord see this this i knew this would happen was this not what i said when i was still in my country this is why i fled in the first place i knew that you are a, look at look at what he says i know that you are a gracious and merciful god i know that you are slow to anger i know that you are abundant in loving kindness one who relents from doing harm this is why god i did not want to go to nineveh in the first place i knew you would forgive them i knew you would relent from harm i knew you would not punish you know or bring your judgment and wrath upon nineveh and this is why i ran away from nineveh you know growing up many times i've heard preachers say this you know the reason why jonah did not go to nineveh was because he was scared i don't think so i don't think jonah was scared in any way why because time and time again when you read through you know jonah's four chapters you see jonah making a declaration we read that this morning as well jonah said take my life lord i don't want this anymore he was ready to die he was not scared but i believe you know jonah was not willing to go to nineveh because he knew that god would forgive them and why was that a problem you know what's interesting all through this entire series okay we have looked at different reasons why people were disappointed in god we've looked at different reason john the baptist why god why am i in this situation why are you not doing anything about the situation that i am in please do something about it Elijah was looking for results he didn't see the results that he was hoping for Habakkuk was waiting on the Lord and God did not seem to be doing anything the way that he thought he should but do you know why Jonah was disappointed you ready for this Jonah was disappointed in God because God in his mercy had decided to forgive Nineveh Jonah was disappointed in God Jonah was angry with God for the goodness of God that God had Jonah was not disappointed that God was bad or God didn't do anything. His disappointment was that God is good. Can you think about that? I mean, most of us, you know, we've grown up in church circles, at least most of us here we have. All right? And let me let me say this, I don't know if you you are aware of this uh, statement, okay? Most of the churches do this, okay? When the preacher or someone comes up on the platform and they says God is good. Yeah, that that should be your response. How many of you know that response? God is good. And all the time? Oh, you know it as well. And that's a great response, isn't it? Because and and I want you to think about the goodness of God. Isn't it amazing to hear about the goodness of God when somebody comes up to testify and gives a testimony? What are we waiting to listen to? We're waiting to listen to the goodness of God that has happened in their life. Is that not true? We love to hear stories about the goodness of God. We love to, you know, fathom and understand, you know, man, God you're so good and God you're so amazing. God you're this and you're that and we love to hear stories about that. But do you think that all that goodness and all of those things could actually be a candidate for disappointment in somebody's life? And that is exactly the place Jonah was in. Jonah was angry at God because God was good. Jonah was angry at God because man he did not want that. And I want you to understand the pain in the heart maybe or the hurt you know that Jonah was carrying. Jonah was angry and disappointed at God because God was good to a people Jonah did not 
like. I want that to sink in your hearts for a moment. Jonah was angry and disappointed at God because God was good to a people that Jonah did not like. Have you ever been in a place where there were people that you did not like and God seemed to be showering all of his goodness, all of his blessings on those people time and time and time again? And you are asking God, what? what's up with you, God? Why? Why are you blessing them? Can you see what they're doing? Am I not more spiritual than they are? I'm attending church every Sunday. You know, I talk to the pastor. I don't like him, but I talk to him anyways. All right. Every time he texts me, he expects me to text me back, but I don't, but I still text it anyways. I don't do, I don't like what I'm doing, but I'm still doing all of those things. And yet you're not blessing me. You're blessing them. Why God are you so good to them? They don't deserve it. And this is exactly the place Jonah was in. Because these were a people that was a wicked people. And Jonah at some point, I believe, you know, in his heart, he was hoping, he was believing that man, God should have brought his judgment and wrath upon that entire nation. God should not have forgiven them off. And God should not have let them go that easily without holding them accountable for the things that they had done to his own people. Let me, let me make up this statement, okay? Uh, maybe you've heard of this, but I want to put it up there. Can you put up the next statement? Have you, have you heard of this? The difference between justice, grace, and mercy. Have you heard that? Justice is getting what you deserve. Justice is like, man, if you've done something wrong, you, you deserve punishment. Yes or no? Of course you do. Okay? Mercy is not getting what you deserve. You, are, you actually should get that punishment, but you know what? Mercy is like, okay, it's fine. You're forgiven. Go. You're pardoned. You don't deserve that. You don't have to take the punishment that is actually due to you. What is grace? What is grace? Grace is getting what you don't deserve. I mean, if you don't understand this, okay, young people, come on. You've heard of grace marks? Anyone has survived on grace marks? I can put up both my hands for this. Okay, I survived on grace marks. Now, why, why, do, why do, you know, these people give you grace marks? Do you deserve it? Of course not. It's not that you're a bright student. Oh, poor guy, this time he just failed. Let's just push him, you know, let's just pass him. No, 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 no. Don't, don't get that wrong. They don't give you grace marks because you deserve it. You don't deserve it in one bit. They give it out of the goodness of their heart. Many times, you know, when we think about justice, that's what we always we think about. Every time somebody is wrong, you know, our hearts cry, our instant heart cry. You know what it is? They should, you know, that person who did that wrong deserves to be punished. I don't know if you remember, you know, uh, December 2012. Anybody remembers December 2012? It was a dark year, I think, in the history of India. Okay. There's something that happened in Delhi. There was a girl who was on a bus. And you, I think, I'm assuming you know the rest of the details. She was raped on a moving bus. It became a talk and cry of the entire nation. All right. 2013 till 2014, it was continuously a talk that kept happening. And I remember reading, you know, the reports of the dad and mom of that daughter. And I don't know if you remember, you know, as soon as it happened, what was the cry that people in India were doing? We demand justice. Justice should be given. You know, those people, those perpetrators should be punished, you know, to the maximum extent. 
they should not be let go they should not be forgiven they should it was like a hue and cry right throughout the entire nation justice should be served justice should be served and you know these parents you know when i read about these parents you know what it says about the parents the parents of this girl could not sleep for almost 2 years you know why because in their statement what they said is they were awaiting justice for the cruel thing that had happened to their daughter sounds fair enough doesn't it i mean it sounds fair enough to know that man there was something cruel that happened there was something bad that happened that should not have happened there was a the life of a young girl that was spoiled and you know tethered to pieces should have never happened and it happened because of those people so obviously those people should deserve the punishment you know that is coming to them here's a thought what if god in his mercy decided to forgive see it doesn't sit easy with us does it because man how can god forgive somebody like that man such cruelty such you know punishment man this is not something you know that god should be doing but yet what if god had forgiven those perpetrators this is exactly the position that jonah was in jonah said there's too much cruelty they don't deserve god they don't deserve your forgiveness they should be trial they should be judged they should be you know facing your wrath jonah could not handle it because he also was hurting on the inside and many times church here's what i want us to hear this morning many times you know we get disappointed in god because man we believe that god should you know treat those people who has done wrong to us or done something bad to us they should you know deserve punishment they should not live easily and free and you know from everything because i'm suffering i'm suffering because of what they have done so it's not easy i remember years back you know there was this girl <coughs> she had come to mangalore you know as a first year mbbs student all right and she came home and we were talking and uh, you know right through the whole thing you know she kept referring to her dad okay and she did not have a great relationship with her dad she did not and i remember you know she she saying uh, you know some of the things and and i said you know what okay maybe your dad was not great and you know all of these many things have happened and all of those things but i think you should forgive your dad because at the end of the day he's still your dad and he said no no no, no i've forgiven pastor you don't understand i've already forgiven i don't have any of those things but the more and more she started speaking it became very very clear that she's still harboring some of the hurts you know that her dad had caused her so i dived in a little more deeper and i asked her listen can you tell me some of the things that's happened and she said this you know i think when she was in a 7th or 8th grade her dad looked at her her dad was you know from an army background okay and dad looked at her and told her in a 7th grade you know what you're good for nothing you will never be successful in your life in no matter what you put your hand into and it was a dream you know right from 7th or 8th grade that man she would become a doctor and she told her dad dad i want to be a doctor he said you doctor you will never succeed as a doctor and something inside of her you know that when the day that her dad made that statement something inside of her jumped up and this girl you know she's a fighter you know what she did she did for the next 4 years you know four five, i mean how many 7th 8th till 12th right yeah, so, so so all those years you know she kept studying and believe this or not she kept topping her class every single year and every time she would bring back the result to her dad her dad would still not acknowledge that man my daughter is good he would still put her down he would still say that man you will not amount into anything 
and she carried that you know that kind of vengeance you know what i'm talking about that vengeance you know what i'll prove it to you that man i'm good i'll prove it to you that man i can do this all right she not only she wrote her entrance exam she got you know with good marks she good score she was able to get into mbbs college she joined in mangalore all right and all throughout all her you know five years of her life every year you know her dad would come to visit or she would go to this and she would show her mark she was the top in her class as well in the mbbs college her dad would still say you will never be a good doctor you will i know you you are like this you are like that and she kept you know carrying that thing in her heart you know all these years and you know what's the sad part about her story not only did she complete her mbbs she did she came you know she went on a graduation day and i asked her do you think your dad will come on your graduation day i don't think he will because he still doesn't believe that i can be a good doctor and she kept carrying that carrying that and you know what's a sad thing about her was you know man she was filled with so much of bitterness and so much of hatred inside of her heart which she was not willing to acknowledge herself and she had positioned herself in the place of a judge and say that you know what my dad has to acknowledge that he is wrong and i am right he she kept carrying that you know what's a sad part she did not have many friends it affected her relationship with the people around her and it affected her relationship with god himself she got into a pg and her dad still doesn't acknowledge that she can be a good doctor and i'm just saying church sometimes you know when there are people who hurt us so much you know and and sometimes you know when you come to a place where you decide that man god i don't know about them but lord i want you to look at me i want you to look at me lord do this for me but i don't i don't think it's right that you bless them or you do something for them and there's this thing you know that 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 we carry you know which is what i want us to really look at you know today there's this thing that we carry about the, there's a certain sense of superiority there's a certain sense of self righteousness that you know what i'm okay but they're not yes i have sinned but you know their sin is greater this is acknowledgement of we we think that man there is a certain betterment i'm better than them in regard to you know some i may not be perfect yes i have flaws but i know that i'm not as bad as them you know i want you to think about jesus do you think jesus would have waited for us to get right with him and then you know he would have died on the cross you know what scripture says about jesus death on the cross while we were still sinners he didn't wait for us to come to him i want you to picture this he didn't wait for us to say you know what <laughs> you got to get this right okay you you got to get your act together you got you you can't keep doing this and expect you know me to he didn't say any of those things you know what it says it says that while we were still in sin while we were still doing that wrong thing while we were still you know in mixed up and down in sin that was when jesus decided that listen i'm going to go on the cross for you I don't know if you remember you know Jesus on the cross you know Luke chapter 23 verse 34 you 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 know the scripture father forgive them why for they do not know what they do Jesus did not wait for us you know to come to him Jesus decided to take the initiative and forgive us enemies and that's important for us to understand why because many times you know when we look at the others and when we think that man i'm better than them or you know i'm not as messed up as they are we forget to realize you know what god has done in our own lives and push away the spirit of self righteousness that many of us we still carry i want you to picture with me for a moment okay 
picture with me for just a moment think of a time you know when you were in the wrong you did something wrong you know you shouldn't have done it but you did it what's the last thing you expect from anybody you you messed up you've this thing and you you got caught for it whatever you know and there's you know either you know i mean most of you young people here okay so imagine your dad or your mom you know they caught you doing something wrong and now you're standing in front of them what's the last thing you want to hear from them i know this is getting a little intense okay but stay with me the last thing you want to hear hear me this the last thing you want to hear is another scolding right come and talk to me you don't want them to scold you come on yeah i know i messed up i know i know it's it's and then i mean i know some of you might have like you know i know my dad okay I've... oh god here we go again the last thing you want to hear is another scolding the last thing you want to hear is another lecture i told you not to do it why did you do it advice 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 you don't want to hear any of them when you're in the wrong you know what you want to you know what you hope for you're hoping that someone would come alongside you and say that you know what you messed up you you know you 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 really messed up this time but it's okay that's the only thing that you want to hear when you're in a place where you're in the wrong and you've done something messed up the only thing that you want to hear at that point of time is listen yes i know you've messed up but it's okay it's okay let's move forward you know many times when it's us you know we we want that mercy when it's us we want that grace but when it's somebody else the problem never arises you know when we are in the wrong the problem always arises when someone else is in the wrong is that not true look at them they did this and they did that how could they do that and then we get all riled up and we get all angry and we get all this that man they should they should you know suffer for this or they should you know experience a the consequence then only they will learn have you ever made that statement i've told them so many times but still they keep doing the same thing they will learn the hard way we have this sense that man there's like i said you know there's a sense of self righteousness that man i'm better than them listen yes i know i'm not perfect yes i know that i have been forgiven but i'm not as bad as they are and we have this sense you know where we categorize you know what we have done and what they have done and we think that man we are better than them you know when you look at the story of jonah i believe you know one of the things that jonah was struggling with was was the spirit of self righteousness Jonah you know i want you to hear me when i say this Jonah at a point you know i think he forgot he forgot that man he also had disobeyed god come on church hear me he also had disobeyed god when when god told him to go to Nineveh where did he go to he ran off to an opposite place called Tarshish and god forgave him and we read in chapter 3 verse 1 what the word of the lord came to Jonah a second time Jonah received a second chance from the lord was it not fair enough from god that god would give ninaveh a second chance also but somehow somewhere deep inside of jonah's heart he was struggling with the fact that man listen i may have disobeyed you god but but you know i came back and but these people they have done something more wrong and they have you know look at what they have done to my people they have hurt them and i don't know if jonah you know had loved ones that was there and somehow he distanced himself you know from the people and he said that man they are a wicked people and they deserve the punishment that's coming to them but i don't i don't just i want you to hear this we are in no way better 
than somebody else god does not categorize sin sin is sin before god period there's no big sin there's no small sin there's no white lie and lie i don't know if you've done that how white lies is okay before god no and you know what i say when i say white lies when you manipulate you know certain facts so that it works out in your favor that's still lying before god and god takes sin very seriously there is no big sin and small sin saying that you know they have done a greater wrong yeah but god i didn't commit murder any one of you have committed murder here no right it's okay him you can be honest in church and yet when we lie and we equate you know lies and murder murder is at this level and lie no 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 for god there's only one line there's only one line and it is god's decision to extend grace to whomever he wants in whatever measure he wishes to so we in no way can we say that you know we are better or we are superior and i want you to think about this if god could forgive jonah then god could also forgive nineveh and what if each of us we lived the same way with that same perspective that listen god has forgiven me and yes i have done maybe only so much and they have done something more but they deserve the same forgiveness that god has extended to me i wonder if we live that way how the world would look like you know i don't have it with me i forgot to get it i wanted to show it to you okay uh just recently uh i think it was maybe a few months back okay um i bought you know earpods okay and i was really you know struggling between this decision between airpods and airpods pro versus you know sony earbuds i don't know if you've heard of the sony earbuds okay but i did a review and they say that you know the sony's were better than um, the airpods pro all right and both of them get this if you're not aware of these things both of them are very very expensive very expensive all right so i was really this thing because i didn't want to spend so much money you know and then get something that is this so i went and bought the sony's and can i tell you this i've never had a wireless earpods my entire life all of my life i've used only the wired ones okay but i know what every time i you know take out my sony you know um, earpods from that box and i put it up in my ear i know the feeling that i get all right when i put that thing in my ear when i'm traveling or you know when i'm walking out and i see someone who has wired earpods in their ears you know what runs in my mind you get what i'm talking about hey i got something better than you oh you're still using that I wanted to show that to you okay but I didn't. You get what I'm talking about? There's a sense of you know the superiority man I'm better than you. You know what this is I've got stuff better than you. I remember you know the first time I got my iPhone. Oh I loved flashing you know that big camera and the Apple logo. There's a sense of superiority we think that man I'm better in some way and I'm you know the self righteousness that comes in you know when you look at other people and you say that man I'm so much better than them 
And that's exactly what I believe Jonah was carrying. And that's a spirit church. I want you to hear this. You know, one of the things that I have about our church, you know, man, there are people, you know, who compare churches. I know they do that. And I keep telling everyone who comes to me with the church, I say, listen, don't compare our church with somebody else because our church is no way better than any of the churches in this city. Hear me when I say this church. Our church is no way better than any other church in this city. They might be better, they might be this. There's no one who's better and worse, you know, in the eyes of God. God uses every church in their own way and I believe God uses our church in a way that he wants to. But every time you take on the superiority and say that, you know what, we're better than them. We've got stuff better than them. We got better. I'm telling you, you're missing out on what God's heart is all about. Jonah missed what was in God's heart. And that's why, you know, Jonah 4.4, he asks, God says, is it right for you to be angry? Is it right for you to be angry? God can extend his grace to anybody. God can extend his grace in whatever measure he wants to anybody. And we have no right to come before God and say, God, how could you? Extend grace to that person or extend grace to this person. They don't deserve it. Grace is getting something that you don't deserve. That's what grace is. I want to close, you know, with this parable, you know, what Jesus said. Luke chapter 18, verse 10 to 13. Jesus said this, okay. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee, another a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you. And I wish he ended his prayer there. Because that's a good prayer. God, I thank you. But look at what, you know, he thanks him for. That I am not like other men. Extortioners, unjust, adulterers. Oh God. Even like this tax collector. I'm not, I'm not like them. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, the other man who was standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me. I'm a sinner. Now, I don't know if when you read the story, you know, when Jesus recounted this, when he said this parable to the people who are listening, he asked this question to the people. He asked them, you know what he asked them? Whose prayer do you think God heard? Come on church, what would you say? Whose prayer do you think God heard? Did God hear the prayer of the Pharisee or did God hear the prayer of the tax collector? The tax collector, right? Why? Because it was a humble prayer, right? Picture with me for a moment. Whose shoes do you find yourself today? Are you in the shoes of the Pharisee or are you in the shoes of the tax collector? When you say that, you know what? So much better, man. I, I, Sunday morning, where were you? I was in church. I was worshipping the Lord. You know what? Oh, you're so serious about your spiritual life. Yeah, yeah, I'm very, very serious about my spiritual life. Hey, Sunday morning, can we go for this trip? Church. You know, I, I, I fast regularly. I do this, I do that, I pray every day, I read my, you know, our pastor says five chapters, five chapters. I read five chapters every day. I'm so much more better. I'm not like those people. Saturday night, Manipal, huh? they are in the pub. They're doing all this and nonsense and not. What about you? No, no, no. I am in the hostel. I'm a good person. Sunday morning church, otherwise, you know, I have to make it to church. I wonder if we weigh our balance that way and we say that, man, I'm so much better than the other people. And can I tell you, church, please listen to me. You're in no way better 
than anybody else outside the only difference between you and the people outside in the world the only difference between us let me put myself also in that picture between us and the people in the world is that man we have experienced god's grace before they have that's the only difference we have experienced god's grace before they have we have come you know that line a little ahead before they have that's the only difference and if they decide one day that they want to turn to god i'm telling you we both will be in the same levels when it comes you know to our level of superiority or self righteousness before the lord i hope you hear what i'm saying this morning you know in close i want you to think about this can you put up that last verse there i wonder what the world would look like if every single day we came like the tax collector and we prayed this prayer god be merciful to me a sinner understanding that man there is nothing great about me understanding that man all i have is only because of the blessing of god and the presence of god that god has chosen to you know give to me there's nothing good about me that i can boast about and say you know i'm good in this and i'm good in that no it is only the grace of god that helps me to be where i am and church this morning even as we leave as we you know close off the series i don't know if you're in a place where you're disappointed with god because god has been good to somebody else there's two you know two two angles that i look to this whole message one is you can be disappointed in god because god was good to somebody who's hurt you or one you can be disappointed in god simply because man god has you know you you think that you're better than the other person and yet you know you're not able to see what god is doing in your life and church this morning i want to ask you this listen if you at any point you know you have come into this place where you say that listen yes i think i've helped myself superior and i i think i'm better than the person around me i want you know yours to understand that man there is no way that we are better than anybody else that's there around us that really spoke to me and i pray that it spoke to you as well i want you to remember this it doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at our heavenly father is always with you i want to say this if you need prayer or you want to reach out to us send us an email or dm us on instagram you know let us know if we can serve you in any way just a reminder don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again and i'm really hoping to see you next week